Hi friend, it's Rye Myers, your Broadway and Entertainment BFF here, and thank you so much for tuning into a brand new episode of Live with Rye, the podcast. I am so thrilled to be bringing you a brand new episode in this new year. Happy New Year, by the way. Happy 2023. Uh, I have some great guests in the works for you, some great new topics and so much more um, to explore here on the podcast of Live with Rye, the podcast. As you know, Live with Rye used to be my digital talk show, and you can see all of those past episodes on YouTube, but obviously also on um, the podcast as well. I'm uploading them weekly and bringing you new interviews like this one. And today I'm very excited to welcome my special guest. He is the CEO and founder of Rapid Launch Media. We're going to be talking all about cancel culture. He is the cancel culture cancel culture expert so please help me welcome the incredible the one and only adam me guest hi thanks for having me right hi adam thank you so much for doing this hey uh yeah thank you for having me i'm uh, excited how are you doing today i'm good i'm good uh yeah every day you know with with social media is a <laughs> is another adventure Amazing. So tell us a little bit about your story. You're the CEO of Rapid Launch Media. You work heavily in the social media um, world. How did you create Rapid Launch Media and particularly um, to sort of become this cancel culture expert? So uh, I actually started off as an influencer photographer. So mm -hmm. I'm uh, from Chicago. Uh, so I, from, from about 2017 all the way till the end of 2019, I was just shooting with local influencers, models, you know, anybody that had a following on social media. Uh, and I just slowly built a following in Chicago. Uh, I started to realize that I was kind of hitting a glass ceiling. I think when you're working in entertainment, you realize very quickly that you're probably going to have to go to LA at some mm -hmm. point. Yeah. Um, so I started taking small trips out to LA. Um, I ended up shooting with a guy named Thomas Petro. Uh, he is the one who started the hype house. So, um, after we shot, which I would say was, uh, early 2019, by the end of 2019, he was saying, you know, I think this TikTok thing's about to take off. Like I'm going to start this, uh, this, this influencer house, you should come in and photograph everyone. Um, and basically that that's what happened. I, I got sort of access to, you know, what was known as the first and biggest TikTok uh, house. Um, sorry, I think I think we. That's amazing. Yeah, I think I cut off a little bit. Should I? No, we're good. Back? You're good. You're okay. good. Okay. Yep. Okay. Cool. So yeah, yeah. So I got invited to shoot at like what what was known as the first and biggest TikTok house. Uh, you know, it's what launched the careers of people like Addison Ray, the Demelio sisters, whatnot. Uh, and eventually I was invited to be the in-house photographer for, uh, the Sway house, which was started by Josh Richards, Bryce Hall, and a lot of the big guys on TikTok. And that's that, that's cool. what got me in the culture. That's really, really cool. Now, obviously then you, you've launched, you know, rapid launch media and where did the, um, where did it then sort of come into play that you, um, focused on um, cancel culture or specifically became the cancel culture expert, you know, as it's so, so cleverly said in, in the release that I got, you've become sort of the, uh, you're no stranger to, you know, uh, celebrity controversy and uh, cancel culture expertness. So how did that come about? Yeah. So, I mean, I realized that, well, so first of all, uh, everything was going well with photography until mm -hmm. COVID hit. 
And so the reason I started Rapid Launch Media is because I wanted to start a digital company that focused on influencer, you know, influence relations uh, and things like that from all the contacts that I had. So that's how I got into it. Um, I think the need for it came stemmed from just seeing over the course of, uh, you know, the past few years being in, in L.A., just seeing a lot of people get canceled right. and just sort of, you know, seeing people kind of lose thing, lose everything overnight. Yeah, it's it's crazy how um, social media, this beast of a of, a, of social media, which is, can be such a blessing, can also be um, such a curse, too, you know, and I'm yeah. curious, what is it do you think about cancel culture that seems for some and often it seems like many but it is a small handful this seems like it's such an aphrodisiac for some of these people they almost get high off of uh wanting to cancel a person for now obviously there are i will preface but there are some things people have said that are not okay you know mm -hmm. comments that are you know racist or not you know uh appropriate and misogynistic but it seems that you know a flick of the wrist or a, a breathing wrong and you're canceled and some people do find to sort of find it to be a high and so what is it do you think that make people you know sort of instantly you know they don't like something that somebody does and they've turned around and all of a sudden the, the person is trending on twitter and that leads them to then all of a sudden be canceled uh I Honestly, I think it stems from people. I, I think people are just kind of overreaching. I think mm -hmm. we've sort of become a culture that is so easily offended that people sort of throw what that person's intent was out the window. Right. Um, and, and, you know, I, I think that definitely is a real problem with our culture. I think another issue is um, I, I think I think it's nuance, uh, you know, new nuance is nuance i think is a really big issue because people sort of go to the extremes and they don't realize that you know someone can talk about a touchy subject and not you know and, and say certain things and they're and they're not inherently racist and they're not inherently bad people they're just sort of right. talking about a very nuanced subject you know uh the the issue is that you can kind of just be accused of anything yeah. and it, it's sort of like the the court of public opinion now is you're you're guilty until proven innocent yeah which you know as an american i mean we know our entire system is is based on being innocent until proven guilty and i of think course. you know definitely people in the public eye are not afforded that same uh that same opportunity no you're you're 100 percent right and it's it's funny you say that because it is it almost is that you know people forget the core basic almost american value of the justice system of innocent until proven guilty and instantly you know, as you said, somebody can say anything and whether it holds value or not, no merit or not, instantly you're supposed to believe that person that 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 person said this or did this. And then that person's career is, you know, ruined overnight. And I'm curious, you know, oftentimes what we see and what I've you know noticed, too, is, you know, a thing starts on Twitter, it starts the trend and then instantly these companies and oftentimes, I mean, we, there's countless stories and oftentimes and instantly that company then because it now trends on Twitter drops the person, the sponsorships and the, um, the roles drop, et cetera, et cetera. And it's not until maybe a couple months later, maybe even a year later that the story, actual story comes out or the person starts to tell their side of the person who was canceled. And mm -hmm. then I feel that it does sort of seem like that, that those companies and these people have pie on their face because, uh, <laughs> you know, they, they were so quick to, to judge. Do you think that, 
or do you feel your thoughts that our companies and you know these brands are they too focused on what the court of public Twitter says as using that or of social media as to what is actually true rather than you know um, taking that to in consideration because I'll be honest with you you know, and this is sort of a question that I have later on, but we can touch on it now too. Um, you know, is there a way that one can protect themselves when a contract is written in the, in the entertainment specter and in the influencer spectrum that like, Hey, you know, the only way that I might be able to be, or I could be fired is if I do a fireball offense, not that somebody writes something on mm -hmm. Twitter and the yeah. public opinion says something. And now my contracts are gone and my sponsorships and endorsements are gone because you want to believe Twitter. That was a bit of a long-winded, but I hope you understand. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I totally get you. So first thing I would say is 100% I agree. I think the majority of companies go way too they, – they they pass judgment way too quickly. Mm -hmm. And I'll give you I'll give you two examples of, of both sides of the spectrum there. The first is there's a story a few years ago, um, I mean maybe like two years ago, about Chipotle – where these guys came in and they were, you know, they were minorities and the woman serving them were, uh, you know, she was white. And basically they were like, she won't serve us because we're minorities, whatever. Um, and she's like, yeah, I'm not serving you guys because you guys are always doing whatever. Anyway, Chipotle fired her without doing due diligence. Uh, come to find out a couple days later, there was actual video of them. They they had, uh, they would come in, they would order food, and then they would get to the register and say like, oh, we don't have any money. Or they would be like wow. stealing utensils. It's all these different things. Yeah. Totally fired her. And then, as you said, had pie on their faces and ended up, um, and ended up you know, having to apologize to her, offering her job back. And I, I mean, I don't, I don't know if she ever even took the job back because I'm or sure. Suit, or maybe they, yeah. or they, they may, may, may have cost them millions if she sued. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, it might, you know, I think in that case, you know, you see, you, I, I think companies need to stand by the people they're working with mm -hmm. until it is almost certain that that person has committed some offense. And so on the other end of that spectrum and, and more towards like the influencer celebrity realm, you know, you, you have someone like Netflix who I think did a really good job by standing next to Dave Chappelle. Um, yeah. I think any reasonable person could tell that like Dave Chappelle isn't, uh, you know, a homophobic racist person. I mean, he, he, I mean, right. number one, he's a comedian. You're, I mean, you're allowed to say things that are offensive, you know, because it's yeah. funny. It doesn't mean you believe it. Right. Yes. Um, I think Netflix did a really good job standing by him. And I commend them for that. And and I think it's it's something that a lot of people, a lot of other companies need to to think about. Um, a current issue with cancellation right now is uh, Justin Roiland, um, mm -hmm. the creator of Rick and Morty on uh, on uh, Cartoon Network, yeah. Adult Swim. Uh, they're firing him because he's been accused of of uh, domestic abuse. <laughs> and once again, if he, <clears throat> sorry. Once again, if he's found guilty of that, I totally support letting him go. But right. if you're only accused and you've not been found guilty, then why are you being why, why is he being fired immediately? Why is he being canceled exactly. from everything? Exactly. Yeah. Man, isn't that isn't that the truth? And that's not to say that, you know, you don't believe somebody when they say something. Of course, everybody, you know, is entitled to say how they feel. And there are there is merit in what people say. But I think what also mm -hmm. people forget is that, you know, especially I mean, I, I you made you said that you made me think of I forget the comedian's name. Um, I don't want to say is it on Z's and sorry. It was one of these comedians may have been him that recently where they had, you know, 
a few women who come out and said things that he, you know, um, when they went on dates and they made him, he made him, they made, they were made to feel uncomfortable. And then I think there was something about, you know, consensual. And he was like, everything was consensual. He was like, it was just a weird, like it was a, it was sort of like, it was this awkward like time, right? We had an awkward date. Yeah. And so I, I think what, that- what, uh, I'm sorry, Rai, what, what, what uh, celebrity are you speaking of? I, I want to say it was Aziz. Was it Aziz Ansari? Yeah. Oh my God. I'm so I glad think, you brought that up. Yeah. I, I, I know it, right? that story yes. very well. Yeah. I think it's Aziz. And like with yeah. that, and you know, he was, you know, I, and I, I don't believe anything has come from it since, but I do know, I believe there were things had been canceled at the time or things were getting lost for him. And I mean, it, it turned out that he had said that I, I, if I, you may know it better, but I believe the dates had just gone weird for him. Right. I think they were not yeah. the best, you know, nothing was, done in a in a manner that was forced upon and mm -hmm. these these people came out and basically almost ruined his career for it and that yeah. that to be said that especially when you're dealing with somebody in the public light we also see a lot of people who want to make a buck and mm -hmm. you know especially when you're you know these people uh who come forward and say these things most of the time and i want to believe come from a, a, an actual place you know hopefully if this actually mm -hmm. happened let's get you justice and let's have it happen but you know, as you know, in today's world, anybody can say whatever. And, um, you know, if, if they're going to pay that amount to shut them up. Yeah. So, I mean, first of all, I'm really <laughs> glad you brought that up. Um, yeah. So first of all, let's let's bring up, I, I think, sort of what could be considered the start of cancel culture was sort of the emergence of the Me Too movement. Right. Um, you know, first of all, obviously, I support all the great things about the Me Too movement. I think yeah. there were a lot of, you know, women who had been silenced, you know, from from the 90s and maybe even up to the early 2000s before social media gave them a platform right so yeah. i can definitely acknowledge that it needed to happen however i think it it at some point went too far you have people like bill cosby and uh and uh what was the other the other guy uh oh weinstein. harvey yeah. weinstein yeah, people yeah. like harvey weinstein Bill cosby yeah who are at the far end of the spectrum, who were yes, like disgusting. clearly taking advantage, raping women, like 50 different accusers. Oh. Like, I mean, the evidence was mounted. Yeah. And they're being mentioned in the same sentence as Aziz Ansari, <laughs> who yeah. literally, as you said, he had an awkward date. So uh, to, to give your viewers a little bit more context, I I, I, I did a deep dive into the story. Mm -hmm. He... Um, the, the woman who sort of came out with the story, she didn't even post the story. A friend of hers posted the story because she didn't even feel like it was bad enough to talk about. She went, she targeted him at an event. So she was actually a, uh, a waitress yeah. at, a, you know, like a celebrity event. Mm -hmm. She knew who he was. She went up to him, basically started flirting with him. And at some point they ended up going back to his place. Right. Right. So when you when you have that context of like, OK, this woman knows he's a celebrity. She she gets an invite to his house. I mean, number one, there's obviously like some context there that he wasn't. There's some context there that he wasn't sort of the main driver of of, of even making this day happen. Yeah. And so essentially what happened is. Oh, repeat that once more. You yeah, froze. sorry about it. The, Don't yeah. apologize. You're good. Hey, listen, this is what technology, this is technology. Yeah. It's nothing to apologize for. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. So I'll start from basically she, she targeted him at an event, flirted with him and essentially got an invite to his place. Mm -hmm. So 
she's goes to his place late at night eventually tried to make a move and from my understanding she was like no i'm not really feeling it don't want to do anything and they continued to hang out for another hour or so until eventually he like tried to make another move and eventually she acquiesced so at no point did he at no point did he like force himself on her he essentially i guess she said like at first she didn't want to do it and then eventually later in the night they ended mm-hmm. up doing something um i think you need a lot of context i mean let's take the other thing aziz ansari is like five six and like <laughs> 130 pounds right right so you know i can understand if there's arguments if let's say you know she she went home with like you know john cena and she's like yeah this dude's 250 pounds i was afraid he was gonna beat me up right right you can't make that argument with aziz i'm sorry like he's no. a, you know he's a smaller guy um and, and so to me if there was no if there was no right mm-hmm. if there was no uh you know she tried to leave and he like got in front of her or something like that and then at the end of, at the end of the day eventually he asked again or tried to make a move in it and it happened consensually there's no story why yeah. did he almost lose his career i mean i think master of none was one of the best shows on netflix it, there hasn't been a season since that there hasn't no and yeah. i think and i one of the things um you know i don't you know there's obviously you follow a lot of what happens in the hollywood and the influence around i don't know if you follow much of what happens on the in broadway in the world of broadway and theater um but i will tell you this um you know broadway has seen its fair share of cancellations especially in this last two years since this post-covid world um and i find it and i find it very interesting this topic because as you said it's you know, you say something or you have a belief or an opinion that's different from something that is not necessarily something that you haven't hurt anybody. You have not attacked anyone. You have not made threats on anyone's life. Um, but two of the things that I think of, I'm not sure if you're familiar with this, but um, we have, uh, there was this, so there was a musical on Broadway called Come From Away, Tony mm-hmm. award-winning musical. It just recently closed after five years. One of my favorites. And one of the guys on in the show. His name is Chad Gimble. And this thing I'm talking about is public knowledge. It's out there. People can look it up. I'm not mentioning anything that is, you know, confidential. Um, he was part of the show and, you know, was a very religious uh, person. And I, you know, held different beliefs. And during the time of the lockdown and stuff, made a tweet that basically said, you know, during the times when different states were saying different things about who could, you know, do what, uh, I, I think that his, from what I understand, his uh, locality had said something about not being able to worship in church. And, you know, he basically made a tweet like saying, no pastor is going to tell me or no government official is going to tell me I can't worship in my church of faith. Right. And yeah. instantly this oh, back, I mean, you should have seen the hundred comments. And on top of the hundreds of comments, you know, people um, also replied with some also nasty, nasty things of, you know, trying to, um, you know, and there's, you know, trying to out this guy, trying to, you know, there had been rumors of things in the past, trying to almost, you know, dox him. And what ended up happening was um, the company turned around of Come From Away, uh, basically fired him when the show came back and said, you know, we just feel um, that we can't have you back because, you know, of what you said and people don't feel uncomfortable and you, you know, you give uh, your, you know, at the time, I think this was also in 2021, there were, I'm trying to remember exactly what was said in the, 
uh, in the post, but, but basically, you know, with your conservative beliefs where, you know, we didn't want to have you back because we don't feel comfortable and your cast doesn't feel comfortable around you. And, you know, especially, um, you know, the producers of that show who were super, you know, uh, you know, hardcore liberal era, you know, they, I think equivalated or said something that he might've been at January 6th, which he was not at all. <laughs> and um, he basically, so they fired him. They said, you know, we're, we're not renewing your contract. Well, smart you know i think this is very smart of him this now this guy chad kimball is was in memphis on broadway he's been in come from away he's done i mean he's had a credit had a career um he sued and um sued come from away for obviously i want to say um for obviously job discrimination for obviously um i think for first amendment um violations and stuff but he sued and rightfully so um and that's just one of many instances i you know have to i didn't I, I should have had more prepared but you know there's also the instance too of um uh, uh of i think it's clifton davis is his name um and he is a african-american um performer who is very talented and was very talented and he took a stance on uh the the vaccine and on covid that was not very popular and and he lost everything. He lost rep representation. He lost, um, you know, gigs. And, you know, he has he has chosen uh, not to be vaccinated. And, you know, that's his choice. I know everybody's entitled to their opinion, but he has basically spoken out about it and has said, you know, it's funny how an industry that also wants to lift up voices of color is so quick, especially to turn on somebody who doesn't agree with them and who has come out and said all of these, you know, things that may not necessarily agree. So my point being is it's, it's interesting that, you know, how, how quick you don't agree with somebody and it's, you've not hurt anyone. You've not committed a crime. You've not, you know, done any, you've not assaulted anyone, but you say something you don't agree with and instantly you're canceled. And as I said, and then often it turns into doxing or it turns into this, you know um, I mean, as I said to you, the Chad Kimball example, you can go back and look through the thread if it's still there of these guys who were just, yeah. you know, who were just, you know, oh, you know, and saying all these terrible things. And uh, now, obviously, this guy has not been working um, and it's uh, it's terrible. And and oh. people are are you're almost afraid because do you bring a person in who's, quote unquote, been canceled and have yeah. a production be, you know, jeopardized or not, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I totally, uh, you know, to the vaccine point. I think, you know, the problem is that people, people in the country are just so polarized. And yeah. I think that's what leads to a lot of cancellation. It's like, uh, you know, as a, as a, you know, I consider myself moderate, like politically, socially, everything. I mean, course, well, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty, yeah. I mean, on everything, I, I can see both sides. And so oh, yeah. with, with the vaccine, hey, you, don't have to, you don't have to explain yourself to me. I mean, you know, you <laughs> are, I, 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 no judgments here. And I have yeah. to say I'm on the, you know, I, I agree. So don't, don't you worry. There's no judgments here. Great, great. So, I mean, with I think with you know when COVID happened, I was I would probably skewed a little bit more liberal in terms of I was wearing my face mask. I was actually worried this thing was going to kill me, and I was like taking it very seriously. And I was like, okay, as soon as I can get a vaccine, I want the vaccine, right? Right. The issue is once more and more news started to come out about the vaccine, you know, I actually ended up getting uh, myocarditis from the vaccine. Oh, which wow. is inflammation, inflammation in the heart. So I had, as soon as I got the vaccine, started getting bad chest pains, getting, you know, sort of lightheaded, mm -hmm. which didn't even happen when I got COVID. And so I think what ended up happening is like, 
you at some point I realized like I got this vaccine. It doesn't actually protect me from mm-hmm. getting COVID anymore. And the side effects I experienced were some of them were worse than what I actually had when I got COVID. Why the hell why the hell did I get the vaccine? Right. Right. And, of course. And and I think like I think the issue is that the people who took the super liberal like stance on like everyone needs to get vaccinated yes. like if you don't if you don't get vaccinated you're like killing grandmas and everything like they yeah, exactly you know people just can't that people are too afraid to just admit when they were wrong or or admit exactly. that maybe you know what they thought was right didn't end up being right and no you're and right that, that's the real issue and that's what leads to cancellation because All yes. these people that got canceled for whether it's vaccines or vaccine hesitancy or anything like that they should be welcomed back into the community. Like they should. 100%. They should they, you know, people should say that, hey, like we had this idea. It, it didn't pan out. And, right. you know, we apologize. And we've come also and, so and far. Yeah. And we've come so far in knowing since this pandemic began in 2020. Now knowing that like. Right now, whether you're vaccinated or not, you're still going to get this thing. It's still going to be spread whether, you know, you get it or not. And, you know, if you choose to, that's your choice. You know, if not, mm-hmm. great. If you do, great. If not, if not, you know, you're, we've realized mm-hmm. now that, you know, by having somebody on a set or on a stage or in a room that is not vaccinated, that person is no more of a risk than the person who is even five times vaccinated. And I think that's where we need to take a step back and look at these lives that we've ruined and, you know, you know from things like that, but also, you know, in different stance and beliefs and say, you know, we can have difference of opinions and this shouldn't represent cancel. Now, um, the, the one thing I'm curious about is, are you finding in your work with the people that you are working with, are companies, you know, nowadays are companies still so quick to cancel or are you finding now that there's still a little bit more like, you know, people are starting to understand a little bit, okay, Hey, you know, maybe we should, give this person, you know, a review first and then see, or you think the boat is still being jumped too quickly? No, I think the boat is still being jumped too quickly. I think there's no sort of internal review. Uh You know, I mean, I think like, for example, um, you know, let's take, uh, was it Andrew, Andrew Cuomo, the governor of New York? Oh, yes. You know, I mean, I think, I think companies should go through a similar process. So he was accused of all these things that obviously hurt him, mm-hmm. but they, they hired an independent panel of people, you know, who investigated the situation yep. and whoever that panel was, they decided that he, you know, he was sort of guilty of what people were saying. Right. And whether the person ends up being guilty or innocent, the point is, these companies need to take a step back. Maybe it takes a couple of weeks. Maybe it takes a couple months to properly do the due diligence, but it's imperative that they do it there. Hey. You know, it shouldn't be a headline break. So like, you know, this, this person accuses X, you know, person of X and, and you let them go. That's mm-hmm. the biggest thing. And, it, and it's still happening. I mean, I know, I know influencers like, you know, who, who lost brand deals overnight. Right. Um, who so, lost people, people, you know, in management, talent management yeah. lost their entire uh, roster of clients over uh, like roster of talent overnight, all from one 
a, one accusation or one article and, and you know, it, it shouldn't be like that. So what does it take then, do you think, or what's it going to take for um, this to change? You know, do these people who are so quick to pull the plug on the cancellation end, these TV, these executives, these brand deals, people, these, you know, people making the decisions, is it going to take for them to experience their own, you know, cancellation, their own slip up, their own past tweet or their own past thing that they said to come back and bite them in the ass before this changes or how, how does this change? Um, and to have sort of common sense, um, review form of when something is said or an accusation is made or something is brought about where instantly it's not, let's cancel you and your income and your way of doing work it, overnight is goes from, you know, a hundred million as an example, just pulling that out of the air to zero dollars and you have no work tomorrow morning because of this thing that was said, right? Um, what's yeah. your thought on that? I mean, so first of all, I think I think what you said earlier in the podcast is is very smart. I think people should start negotiating in their contracts yeah. if they have a contract to not be able to be fired for unsubstantiated claims. If mm -hmm. you're able to substantiate what that person is being accused of, then, right. then yeah, you know, obviously you, you know, there's grounds for termination, but if you're not, then you need to do, you either need to uh, support that person who's being accused yeah. or, you know, show proof that this person didn't do it. Um, and it, in terms of your other question, I, I think the only way cancel culture is going to stop, at least from the perspective of like a company hiring you know, an influencer or celebrity, whatever. Yeah. It's going to be from the fans and the people that spend money with those people to really cut them off. Right. If, if, you know, for example, uh, you know, if the, the Dave Chappelle situation, if, if let's say Netflix had canceled Dave Chappelle and took all of his stuff off. I mean, I think, if every Dave Chappelle fan, which I think are a lot, it's mm -hmm. millions of people, maybe of tens of millions of people. Um, if all of them said, we're going to unsubscribe from Netflix until you put Dave Chappelle's content back, and you support him. Right. I mean, that they'd lose. I mean, they'd lose tens of millions, if not hundreds of millions of dollars. And so, you know, like I said, luckily, Netflix did back Dave Chappelle. But I think it, it would take something like that. It would take, it would. Yeah. you know. A, a mass exodus of people, you know, talking, you know, speaking with their money and saying, we don't support, we don't support, you know, what happened here. I think that that's so right. And I, I, and there's been little instances of that. I feel like there's been small approaches, you know, but there needs to be something on the bigger scale of that. And I think you, that, that you are right, because as you said, if it affects the bottom line of these companies and they, people can speak with that and, and that can affect these companies' bottom lines, oh boy, would they change their yeah. thing overnight. I also just want to say too, before I move on to the next thing, it's, I think the bigger picture, people often forget the bigger picture. And I think you have these companies who all of a sudden, you know, this thing is lodged on Twitter and magically we think that, I don't know, however many users are on Twitter. Let's say there's 2 million users and I don't yeah. know, 20,000 people are talking about this one person that yeah. all of a sudden that this is, and let's say they're a big A-list celebrity or big well-known household name. You know, people don't realize that middle America while they may be concerned about, like, is that really going to, you know, how people look at, for instance, Dave Chappelle, right? Did yeah. this affect Dave Chappelle at all? People are still going to his shows. People are yeah. still seeing him. Sure. Maybe they said, you know, oh, okay. If they liked the joke or not, they may have said, well, maybe that was too far, but they still went and supported him. Right. Yeah. I think people, I don't think 
the companies realize that like, not that people don't care about these things, they do, but they look at it. And I think it just makes the company look worse on that end when they cancel because the person who lives in middle America is still going to support that person. They're still going to buy yeah. that person's work. Um, and that, that thing that that person said is not going to necessarily affect them but from going to see the movie or see the I'll, I'll do you one bigger here. Well, your your whole twenty thousand to two million comparison uh-huh. is probably even is is so understated sure. that it's probably more like a hundred or two hundred million users on Twitter, and you yeah. have maybe like five thousand people talking about it. Yeah, and, and you know, so yeah. but but they're the most vocal. So you you literally have point zero 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 one percent of the actual user base even talking about this subject of course but but because these companies are looking specifically at what's being said about this person to them it seems like oh there's like a ton of people who don't like this person when really it's just people that i mean this is their lives they go on and they comment about stuff that doesn't affect them and they jump to conclusions and you know uh i think a big one we we missed was uh or that we haven't touched on so far is johnny depp Johnny yeah. Depp lost a lot before his trial. He got, yeah, he, you know, he lost a lot of deals. I'm sure he he lost some roles in films, yeah. um, because a yeah. woman said he did something. He and, did, if you recall, he lost the Pirates uh, franchise. Yeah, exactly, and and so you know they were they were saying like, would Johnny Depp come back for like a twenty million or thirty million dollar payday, whatever? Right. And I think uh, I think he said no, or or I mean I think he just said I think he said like. At first, you know, he was like, you know, I just don't, I don't like how they, how they treated me. And, you know, that, that's, that's, it sucks. It sucks because, you know, I think the idea of believe all women is stupid. It should be listen to all women Mm -hmm. and, you know, treat them like every other person in terms of listen to their accusations, do the due diligence and figure out if it's, if it's accurate, if it's true and yeah. if it's true, then obviously whatever whatever person, you know, committed some, you know, you know, act against them should be, you know, should should have some repercussions. But sometimes, you know, it's not true. And sometimes yeah. and a lot of to- yeah. times people can lose everything over someone that uh over a nefarious accusation that didn't happen. And as you said earlier, it's all about the polarization and the, you know, people um, wanting to be polarized and wanting the person to make a stance and needing to, you know, if you don't do anything and you don't say anything, you're wrong and you're this and it's the mm-hmm. polarization. Now, how can uh, somebody working with you at Rapid Launch Media, how can um, somebody who has, let's say, been canceled, how can Rapid Launch Media help them? You know, you work in reputation management. Um, part of what you uh I believe do is you um, handle being canceled as soon as it happens. You build a new image and engage this image with audience authentically. So mm-hmm. how can that, what do, what do you offer um, at rapid launch? Well, so the first thing we do is we take a look at the situation, you know, we figure out, uh, you know, if, if we believe that person should be canceled or not. And then right. if, if we don't think, if we don't think there's grounds for it, we just sort of help them prepare the sort of statements that we think they need to make. We help them, you know, say what needs to be said mm-hmm. in a, you know, respectful, but, you know, stern manner. And, you know, we, we help them defend themselves to the, 
to the court of public opinion. Uh, and that could be through, you know, making TikToks, you'd be making videos on Instagram, it could be anything like that. So we sort of just walk them through the process of, of doing that. Um, in addition, I mean, we, we sort of help them figure out a way to communicate this to the companies that they had relationships with the best way to sort of tell these companies that they've had relationships with like, Hey, this stuff isn't true. Or this stuff is like mischaracterized and we try to help them save uh, the relationships with the companies that they had prior to that cancellation. So, I mean, wow. I mean, we kind of just, hit it, we kind of hit it from all, from all perspectives, you know, mm -hmm. the court of public opinion, their, like you said, their work, their, their, their income revenues, right. and we just help them, you know, we help them stand up for themselves because, you know, I think a lot of people who are put in that position, they don't know what to do. And mm -hmm. so what ends up happening a lot of time is they back down yeah. and apologize for something they shouldn't have apologized for. And I think that ends up doing them an even worse disservice because the people that feel like they don't don't think they should have been canceled feel like they're weak. Right. And so the people that already sort of believed in them, they feel like they're weak for backing down and apologizing for something they shouldn't have apologized for. Yeah. And then on the and then on the other end, the people that canceled them for no good reason feel, you know, feel like they won. I mean, they feel like they Mm -hmm. I feel like they uh, like this. This is an omission exactly. that, that you did it. And then what's what's even worse is the people that the people that spend all of their time trying to cancel people. Yeah. Even when you apologize, even when you make it clear that your enough. your intentions were good, they're still going to try and double yeah. down and make your life worse. It's not enough. It's not enough for them. It's not enough. It's, yeah. it's never enough. It's a, as I said earlier, for a lot of these people, it's a high, it's an aphrodisiac. It's people mm -hmm. get off on this stuff, you know, it's, mm -hmm. they want to, you know, and I want to just make a quick um, correction. Clifton Duncan was the name of the actor okay, um, who I meant earlier. I wanted to just clarify. So there was no confusion. Clifton Duncan. I think I said Davis. Clifton Duncan was the name. Um, but no, you're right. It's this, uh, you know, it's, it's, it, it is this high. And that's what I often say to people, you know, um, I mean, the perfect example too, I'm sure you're familiar with the actress, Leah Michelle. Um, from Glee, and she's currently taking her star turn on Broadway right now in Funny Girl. The show is breaking records, unlike anything ever seen before um, in this in this particular theater house, the August Wilson Theater. And as you know, I'm sure you remember hearing she was canceled um, in 2020, and you know there was accusations that were made. Now, now there has always had always been rumors that you know that she was back in the day was not a nice person and was this. Now, I obviously was not on the set. I can't say what had happened and what was true. Wait, can, you repeat, can you repeat who, uh, who this was? Yes. I'm sorry. Leah Michelle. Leah Michelle. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Yes. This is a, Leah Michelle from Glee. From Glee yes. Got and it. as you remember, she was canceled in 2020. Uh, one of the cast members had come forward and, you know, and that was a pretty serious offense that the person had made. And, you know, there had always been talk in the industry and, you know, uh, that Leah was uh, not a kind person and she was very rude, but this anyway, it ruined her career. And now she's back on Broadway and she has, I'm calling it her redemption tour because she's back. I think she understood that her, you know, if she was canceled for so long, she lost everything. This show brought her back into the public light um, mm -hmm. and brought her, I mean, the show is selling out night after night, the theater that it's at the August Wilson theater 
is breaking records. I guess my point of all of this is what's amazing to me, you still have a lot of people who have said she hasn't apologized enough. Her apology was half-assed. She didn't do this. She, she needs to apologize more and she needs to, you know, uh, do all of this. And I think looking night after night from what I have seen and observed and from, uh, from what I've heard, these people who come in flocks to see Leah Michelle, mothers, daughters, grandparents, uh, Gen Zers, millennials who are goo goo and gaga for Leah Michelle, people who are gleeks like myself, mm -hmm. um, are excited to see her. And I look at it and I wonder, you know, we talk about cancellation. These people half the time, I'm sure if you ask them, probably don't even remember that she was canceled, right? And it's just, I, it goes to to show you, I think that you know, people still, I think, admire the the talent over what has happened. Now she has obviously since then apologized, and yeah. I will say her. Um, she has done a 360 in terms of how she has presented herself to the fans, to people well, and everything, you know, I have a, I have a controversial opinion on this. Yeah. Uh, I don't think someone should be able to be canceled for being an asshole. <laughs> like, <laughs> Under, yeah. Understood. Now, now look, I get it. I, I get it. Obviously, you know, I'm, I, I consider myself a kind person. Um, I think people should be kind. But yeah. I think some people aren't kind and, and and that's for a lot of various different reasons. I mean, when you when you're in show business for a long time, right? I uh -huh. mean, some people handle it better. It's it's that whole thing of, you know, you yeah. have people walking up to you constantly. Sometimes you feel like you just wanna, you know, you don't feel like talking and you got these people coming at you all the time. Sometimes that makes people to the outside look like they're assholes when they're saying. Uh, you know, I get away from me or like, you know, whatever. Right. Um, something similar happened with uh, in the last presidential election with uh, Amy Klobuchar. Mm. She's a uh, she's a Democratic senator, I believe. Right. Senator or congressman. And she. Yeah. Um, senator. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so she was uh, she was canceled or she kind of got, you know, semi canceled during the presidential campaign because her aides were like, she's mean. She yells at us. I'm like, what, why are you guys being babies? Like, you know, uh -huh. I've, if, if you, if you have a boss and you screw up, they might yell at you that you either have to decide that you're mentally strong enough to deal with that, or you should quit and find another job. Mm -hmm. Like not everyone's going to yell at you and not everyone's going to be nice to you. But I, I think the idea that you can now cancel people because they were like mean to you. Yeah. Is you know, and I, and obviously there there's a limit, right? There's no, a limit to where it becomes like bullying, and when it becomes like they're literally making it their thing. But if someone you're working with is just like generally kind of a dick sometimes, like that's not enough to cancel them. No, no, and I and I and I, I respect, I totally uh, respect where where you your opinion, and I think it's important that you say that, and I, and I think it is to an extent right. I I do feel personally on my end, um, obviously. You know, I, I mean, I leave with kindness. I don't like, I've worked for bosses who are a pain in the ass and, and are assholes. Would I cancel them? No. You know, I think that there's a difference between, you know, bullying. I mean, there are like straight out people who get high off of being in that mm -hmm. power and bullying the people who are below them and being mean and flat out, you know, yeah, a boss is going to yell at you or there's going to be, but I'm also real big too on not having a hostile work environment and, yeah. you know, trying to collaborate. But I do th agree that I don't, I think that, you know, it is tough of like, you know, you can have those, 
feelings, let's say maybe if it's, if that's too much for you, but to cancel the person, right. Or to say, well, yeah. you know, they tr- treated their staff terribly. Well, also you're on a presidential campaign. You do have to have some sort of thick skin. Now, listen, I say that I'm not, I'm somebody that, you know, I, I am, I, I'm sensitive, but um, you know, and I do try, I have a thick skin to an extent, but you know, I do sometimes take things personally, but as in an, in an instance, like talking about what you said with the presidential campaign, those are high stress situations and mm-hmm. high stakes and Amy Klobuchar, especially. And unfortunately being a woman, you know, there's a lot of added pressure and added mm-hmm. uh, momentum that a male candidate that, that you, that you just have compared to a male candidate. And yeah, I mean, I think people sometimes just want to say that because they, you know, um, they, they don't understand, they, you know, they don't understand or something. So I, I, I get it. You totally respect that. Have you, but I, I mean, I think, I think what, what's really funny about this culture or, or how much our culture has done a, a, a 180 is, mm-hmm. uh, are you familiar with the show Entourage? I am. Yes. I've been wanting yeah. to watch it. I have not watched it, but yeah. Oh my God. Okay. Number one, you have to watch it. I mean, okay. it's, it's sort of like, I think it's one of the best shows ever made about just sort of like life and entertainment, uh-huh. but it's it essentially a show about this, this young guy in his twenties who gets his first big break, his first big role. He moves to LA with, with his three best friends and that's hence the entourage and it just sort of goes through the life. There's, one of my favorite characters of all time is character Ari Gold, played mm-hmm. by Jeremy Piven. Yeah. Um, and this is actually based on a real person, uh, Ari Emanuel, which is uh, Rahm Emanuel's brother, who's a okay. big talent agent out here in, in L.A. Oh, but wow. essentially his character is just a dick. Like his character will yell at you. He will throw things at you. And he is one of the most beloved characters of that show and probably and maybe one of the most beloved characters in television history. Right. Right. Because I mean, he would just like, he, he, he would say whatever he thought when he thought it, uh-huh. when someone screwed up, Yikes. he would, he would yell at them. He would like berate them. And yeah. once again, obviously there, there are times in the show, there are times in the show where that does come to bite him in the ass. Right. But, there, there's never, there was never a time where like he lost everything. Like he lost all of his clients. He, he was canceled to the point that we see today because yeah. he was, because he was, you know, not a nice person. Right. And I think it's really funny how we come from, you know, the, the mid, the mid two thousands where like this person who was getting canceled, or I mean, this person who was like the biggest asshole on TV was like celebrated. Right so now, like someone yells at you once, and then they're like, "Well, you know, this person needs to lose everything." Exactly. Exactly. We all listen. We all say. We all say stupid shit. We all say things that you know. I mean, I look at these people who attack people online, right? The people who get the high off of this. The people who I say it's an aphrodisiac for. You know, you can't tell me you've never said something that you regret. You never mm-hmm. said something that was mean. You've never said something maybe even to friends in a gossip situation. Or, nobody's perfect. And I'm sure if our business was flown on the, you know, if people put a microscope under what you said daily, I'm sure we could find, a, you know, maybe a, a tweet or a text or a conversation that, you know, you said something maybe that, you know, nobody, we're human. And I think that this holier than now, um, there's a lot to, to, uh, there's a lot of that that happens with it. But I think, you know, Adam, I really want to say, I think you're doing, uh, you're doing the Lord's work here. You're really, I think more, I hope there are more people like you out there that run companies like this, that help um, those who are in a cancel culture situation, especially 
uh, as you do in the influencer and sort of entertainment spectrum. You're very educated on this topic. You're very smart. You have a, a great mindset of it. And I appreciate our conversations. And this is what conversation should be um, about. And so before we finish up here, is there anything that you know, I didn't get to talk about or anything you want to plug or anything else about rapid launch that, um, people should know. Uh, yeah, I'll say two things. One in terms of, in terms of rapid launch media, we, we offer this service, um, of just helping repair, you know, the cancel culture, uh, effects with different influencers and celebrities. Uh, and we, we also are able to get just people out there, for whatever they're trying to do, whether it's a brand or a person uh, who's trying to build their status on social media and just in general. Mm -hmm. uh, so we offer that. We've even helped blow up music. Uh, we, we've worked on a lot of songs. One of the songs uh, we worked on recently got a Grammy nomination, this artist Money Long. Okay, yeah. We, we helped it go viral on TikTok. And yeah. uh, the song has hundreds of millions of streams. Uh, we worked on Lizzo, Lizzo songs and uh, with a bunch of different uh, artists. Wow. So we can sort of not only help people come back from cancellation, but we can also help people go viral for positive reasons. Mm -hmm. um, and finally, I would just say, I mean, the advice I could give to people is like, if you're ever in a situation where you feel like you're going to get canceled, you have to sort of stand with your convictions. Yeah. Um, you sort of have to like really look look at yourself, get, get other people's opinions because, you know, sometimes you might be too close to it, but if you and the people around you feel like if you and the people around you feel like you were in the right and that you, uh, that, that what you did wasn't indicative of something that should have been, that should have gotten you quote unquote canceled, then you got to stand by it and you got to weather the storm you can't apologize just because you're getting pressure from people that don't know what's going on or that 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 aren't really a part of the situation like because there's random people on twitter saying you did x y and z exactly so um that i mean yeah that's it like people people got to stand by what they do when you know if they feel strongly that they're in the right and they have a little bit of backup on that yeah um, I agree with you hundred percent and it's important to have those people in your corner and those and surround yourselves with those people who, um, you know, who can support you and can stand by you and can also feel that same way that, you know, and can give you that honest feedback too. So mm -hmm. where can we follow you? Where can we keep up with you? What are the socials, the website? Absolutely. I'm, I'm a very, uh, accessible person. I, I, I'm sort of like Gary V. <laughs> I read all my DMs, all the emails. Um, so, uh, my personal is it's Adam I T S and then Adam with two M's. Love it. Um, you can DM me there at rapid launch media. You can also DM there. That's rapid R A P I D L A U N C H media mm -hmm. M E D I A. And then also, uh, you know, you can check out the website rapidlaunchmedia.com. Uh, but yeah, honestly, hit me up on Instagram. I'm checking it. And that, that's honestly how we <clears throat> how we communicate with most of our clients is uh, through Instagram or, you know, we get we get referred and, you know, they text me and uh, yeah, looking forward to to working with anybody out there that that we can help. Well, I hope that this podcast has reached, you know, many people, but I hope it is serves as also this episode serves as a um uh, relief to maybe somebody who is experiencing 
who unfortunately is maybe experiencing the realm and the backlash of culture, cancel culture or being canceled or um, has had this. And please, um, you know, I've only met you over here, Adam, but all I can say is I would trust you with, um, you know, handling my, uh, God forbid, if that ever happened to me, which I hope, <laughs> hope it never does. I don't think it will, but I, I, I feel that, that you would be a good person with it. So I hope if you're listening and you have are going through this, that you reach out to Adam and rapid launch, because it does sound like, um, they will definitely be able to help you and make a difference. Well, thank you so much, Adam, for your time and for chatting with me today. I appreciate it. Awesome. Thank thank you. <clears throat> Sorry, I didn't cut out for a little bit, but thank oh, you so much for having me, Rai. Uh, it was great pleasure. talking with you. I'm glad to know that I'm not the crazy one and there are other people <laughs> no. that are moderate. And <laughs> Common sense. I, it's common. You know, at the end of the day, you know what I say? Listen, it's common sense. It's And I think that that's what's missing um, in this world. Yeah. You know, as Bill Maher often says, you can do two things. You can walk and chew gum at the same time, right? You can, yeah. you can, and, and Bill Maher is somebody I absolutely just, I, I think he's very smart in how he comes from it. And you, uh, but you know, you can walk and chew gum at the same time. You can have two thoughts in your head at the same time mm -hmm. and do both. So, uh, yeah. it's been great to chat with you, Adam, please come back anytime. I'm looking forward you. to having you on here again. Look forward to making common sense more common. Comments. I like that. Making common sense more yeah. common. You should do it. Put that on a t-shirt. You should trademark that. Absolutely. All right. Great meeting you and great talking to you. Thanks. Have a good Hi, friend. It's Rye Myers, your Broadway and entertainment BFF. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Live with Rye, the podcast. I hope you got value out of it. Hey, do me a big favor. Download this episode and make sure you subscribe to this podcast and also leave me a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. The more five-star ratings and review that I have, the better this podcast does. So I need your help and support. So make sure you leave that five-star rating and review wherever you get your podcast. And hey, if you want to watch this episode or all my other podcast episodes in video form, you can click the link in the show notes to go to my YouTube channel where you can see all of these episodes in video form. It's really, really cool. So make sure you head over there to watch this in full video form as well. Well, thank you so much for watching and I will see you next Thursday for another episode of Live with Rye the Podcast. Make sure you keep it locked here for all episodes of Live with Rye the Podcast. Thanks so much and have a great night.